The Midweek Horror Podcast is supported by Horrified, the website that celebrates and champions British horror, covering films, television, books, fiction, and more. You can visit Horrified at horrifiedmagazine.co.uk and find them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at horrifiedmag. This is the Midweek Horror Podcast with Hannah Fox and Alice Reed. Hello and welcome to the Midweek Horror Podcast. I'm Hannah Fox. And I'm Alice Reed. Well, we're back. It's been a while. It has been a while. We watched a film together, which we'll be reviewing today. Well. We watched that film actually with our friends Adam and Eloise, and that was Midsommar by Ari Aster. And then I had to self-isolate before we were able to do the podcast. It was a bit of a bummer. Yeah. yeah. And actually, my self-isolation ended yesterday. Woohoo! So this is my first human contact <laughs> in quite a while, actually. If you can call me that. <laughs> <laughs> so we've just been sat here before we started recording, uh, having a good old natter and a catch-up. But, um, it feels like it's been a while, doesn't it? Because did we have a bit of a... Were we a bit longer anyway? In the last one. I don't know, it just feels like a while. Do you know what, Hannah? I just don't think we're very good I at don't think we are. <laughs> keeping to a schedule. <laughs> and also, I think something else that spread them out a bit is we did that disastrous episode for the people under the stairs. Yeah. And do you know what? While I was in self isolation, if mm. I'd remembered we had that, uh. I would have edited it together and put it out as an episode. Um, a lot of people at home will be thinking, well, surely you could have recorded the podcast remotely, even if you were in self-isolation. We could have done, could've but we done. just don't enjoy it. We, we did enough of that. We tried, didn't we, over yeah, lockdown? And, we, it, and we did a few. We did. It's just not the most pleasurable way of doing it, is it? No. We, we, you know, we like to get together, have a chat, watch a movie, have some food. I mean, it's also like a social thing as well for us, isn't it? So yeah, doing, doing it, it at home is just not the same. Doing it remotely felt a bit like a job we had to do. Yeah. Whereas doing it in person is just socialising with the mic on. So yeah, good to be back. It's very good to be back. How well can you remember Midsummer? I, well, I knew, I knew you were going to ask me this, though. I, I, I think fairly well. Yeah. I think... I think where I might struggle a bit, so apologies, everybody. Um, I'm not always... I'm not <laughs> known for being the memory woman anyway, uh, is names of people. But I think I can describe yeah, people, so I think we'll, we'll be okay. No, I can't remember anyone's name. So I know, like, Florence Pugh was the lead, but I don't know what her name was. I can't think of it for the life of the me. Character the name, character name. The character name, so much to call her Florence. Her boyfriend <laughs> wasn't played by Chris Pratt, but I thought no, he looked like Chris Pratt. You did, didn't you? Yeah. Did he look like Chris yes. Pratt? Yes. I just knew it wasn't Chris Pratt, but he did yeah, look yeah. quite like Chris Pratt. So I, I got where you were going with that. Then out of the minor characters, we had the boyfriend's academic rival. Yes. Who was in the other place as well. The other place? But in it. Uh, well, he's in a, a, a comedy. <laughs> I think it's the other place. Um, and Eyebrows. Captain Eyebrows, Captain Eyebrows, as we christened him. Um, the, the dickhead. The dickhead. That was, that was his role. And I feel like there was another... Apparently, Captain Eyebrows, there's rumours going round, we should find out his real name, there's rumours going round that he's going to be in the new Lord of the Rings TV show. 
apparently. He's one of the main characters. But Really? Yeah. Do we even know what stories that Lord of the Rings TV show is going to tell? No, they're keeping it really close. Because it, yeah. it's, it's not going to be the Lord of the Rings. No. It's just set in that world, isn't it? They said something like a thousand years before, or maybe even longer, actually. It's, it's a long time before. So potentially they might use, like, the elves. But other than that, I don't think they can really use anyone else. That sounds a bit wank to me. But also, is it... It's set a thousand years before. Is it really the same world? Can you imagine... Oh, we're, we're making a new film set in the world of Blade Runner. Mm. It's set a thousand years before. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, so, oh. So like medieval times. It's not really in the same world as Blade Runner. No, though, but then I guess Lord of the Rings... You could probably I mean, do that easier because I guess the world will be less changed. Yeah. It wasn't like Gandalf was there on his game when he was it, so I think it's probably alright. Um anyway, oh, probably, yeah, sorry, I digressed anyway, but um yeah, I've yeah, we're, Captain we're doing a We're doing a shocker <laughs> we of reviewing are, Midsummer, aren't we? Um but yeah, so we might not remember all the character names, but I think we can give it a good good go. Also, I mean, we'll we have Google. Like, yeah, we do. You've I mean, got your phone ready. Should I just have a look? Yeah, let's give give the audience something a bit better than this. So, than our mad ramblings. While you're googling away, yeah, I will quickly cover the plot. Please do. So Florence Pugh, character name to be confirmed. Danny. Danny, really? <laughs> yeah. Now I've said that, that does ring a bell, yeah. Don't ring a bell with me. Oh. <laughs> well, that, that was it. <laughs> um, okay, plays Danny, who suffers a family tragedy at the beginning, and she's having a really hard time emotionally. Her boyfriend... Christian. Chris, Christian, really? <laughs> I'm really not remembering any of this. Like. Who's Christian played by? Jack Rayner. Her, her boyfriend, Christian is thinking of splitting up with her. He's sort of being egged on to split up with her by his friends who aren't very nice. You know, they're a bit laddish, aren't they? So that's where we're at the start of the film. And then they decide to go to... Where did they go to? Was it Sweden? It was definitely somewhere with that sort of flavour, wasn't it? Was it it Sweden? Uh, Sweden. It was Sweden. Yeah, they they go to Sweden. Because uh, Christian and his friends are anthropologists, students. Yeah. And they're going to study a sort of... Um, it's a festival, isn't yeah, it, really? Yeah. A, a festival that uh, only occurs every 90, 90 years. years. Yeah, yeah. Which is a, wi- a, a weird amount of time. But I was going to say, how would you describe the people who have this festival? Are they like a, a village or a... A sort of small hippie village, I would say. Kind of, yeah. yeah. Like maybe a commune. Maybe a commune. Because there wasn't anything around, really. No, no. Uh, And, of course, it's a folk horror. So stuff goes quite badly quite quickly. Mm. It's a little bit trippy as well because they seem to be constantly drinking these weird teas. Yeah, there's quite a bit of sort of drug taking going on isn't yeah, there, in one yeah. form or another, hallucinogenics and things. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, and also they're accompanied by a member of the commune. Yes. They've met at university. Christian and his friends have met this guy and he's from this commune. So he's acting as their sort of guide, introducing them to the people who live there. Mm. And he's basically bringing them home to experience the festival. 
And it's all very nice at first. They're, they're welcome. They're really welcomed, aren't they? It's all very much like, you know, people with flowers on their heads. Let's take some drugs. But in a, a kind of chill, we're just chilling. We're having a lovely time. Hugs and kisses sort of Yeah, way. actually, they seem genuinely lovely. Even though you're sat there yeah. knowing that you're watching a horror film. Yeah, you know it's going to turn... It's, it's going to turn yeah, bad. It's got a nice warm vibe, though. It's like it's not like that sort of uncanny, off-putting, no. over-friendliness. They just seem genuinely lovely. Yeah, yeah, and and weirdly, I would argue, even by the end, in a way, they sort of still are to some some of the people, or maybe not lovely, but you kind of get the feeling that when this festival's over. They'll just be quite nice people. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's not... It's all, I think their behaviour is very much... They're behaving in this way because of this festival. But otherwise, you get the feeling they would be quite, they would be quite genuine, nice people. Like, life there would yeah, be nice. Yeah, like, it would be fine. Pleasant. Easy. So, shall we cut oh, to the chase? Let's do it. Have a jingle. Do some spoilers. Yup. Okay. To see the you jingle. On, yeah, see you on the other side. Right, we're now in Spoiler Town. Yeah, my yeah. favourite town. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so basically, this festival involves a lot of people getting killed. A lot of people get... If, in if, a sort of pagany way. But we should say, not necessarily getting murdered. Yes, some of them do. Some of them do, but some of them also are volunt- voluntarily either killing themselves or letting someone kill them. Yeah, yeah. So there's a bit of a mix there. Um, and I, was, it, was there, like, there's a certain amount of people they needed to die in different ways, didn't they, for yeah. this festival to be successful? That was actually... So, first of all, how much do you like this film? What stars did you I get? really enjoyed it, actually. Um, yeah, me too. I mean, it was, definitely a, it was definitely a strong four, maybe four and a half. Um, I think the only... I think it was a letdown. Uh, there was any anything that let it down for me, but I feel like the end was a bit. I right. What am I trying to say? I don't feel like the main character would have acted like that at the end, but that is just my personal so Florence weird Pugh, problem with it. Yeah, AKA Danny. Danny. She sort of gets adopted by the commune as their May Queen because yeah. she wins the Maypole dance-off. Yeah. And at the end, she gets to choose between two people to be the last victim. Yeah. She chooses her boyfriend because she saw him having ritual sex. I can't wait well, for us to talk about um, that. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I mean, that was a, yeah, like a key bit for us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so she chooses him. Him... And the remains of the victims who are already dead and a couple of volunteers and a couple of other dead people. Well, basically, they sort of put everyone in a big shed and set fire to the shed. And also her boyfriend is sewn into the skin of a bear and he's paralysed. And she just watches him burn and at the end she has a little smile. Yeah, she's in quite chuffed. Yeah, yeah. Although, I say that, I I wonder, and I, I have to be fair to this film actually because I... You could interpret this in a lot of ways. She could have been very... I mean, you would be pretty scared in that situation and she's probably being quite sensible and going along with it until there's a legitimate chance she can get out of this situation. 
Or actually, with all the trauma that's happened to her, because very early on in the film, her sister kills herself and kills her parents yeah, as well. Yeah, I know. Which is really tragic, leaving only her and this poor excuse of a boyfriend behind. And he's like the only thing she's got, really. She doesn't really have yeah, any and he's friends or... And he's just awful. He just wants to break up with her, really. I know, I know. And I wondered if she'd gone... If she'd had a mental breakdown by the end of it. Yeah, I think she cracked. I think that smile was sincere. Yeah. So actually, I think... she's she's joined the commune. Yeah. She's happy. She's found a family. She's got a family. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So actually, I think that's probably a bit... That's probably a bit of an unfair comment because, you know, that character has done that and that's just how it is. So yeah, it was... I still would say it was it's not quite a five for me, but I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was a brilliant film. I would give it a really good, solid four and a half. For me, the ending was also the weakest part, but for a different reason, actually. Mm. I think the ending just got a bit too messy, where there was too much going there on. There was a lot going on. And the worst example for me was there was a scene where the sort of head of the villagers sort of does this little scene where they go, right, okay... Let's recap our sacrifices. Oh, yeah, yeah. We've got uh, these two people who died here. We've got this that happened here. We've got these two people who volunteered. Now, this is going to happen. This is going to do a tombola <laughs> to <laughs> pick the last one. And it was I love a bit the like. Tombola. But, but he, he might. Was it a she? It was a she or a he. I can't remember. Got, uh, I've got she. to apologise, guys. No, it at was home. a she. It was a. We, well, we watched a this day, a couple maybe, of weeks but I ago. Think it, I think it was a she. Um. You know, might as well have said at the end of that little speech, uh, okay, and that's everything that's happened and we've explained it and the film makes sense. Yeah. And I sort of don't need... Mm. I don't like... It's a crazy cult doing a crazy ritual. I'm just happy to roll with the punches. Yeah. I I don't need, like, this summing up scene that's like, um, okay, so let's just clarify exactly what's been going on with this ritual. I know what you mean. Why, like, why sew him into a bear? <laughs> that was that was the one bit I would have liked explaining. I did like that, though, because it was quite like... I felt like it was quite almost like that Scandi Viking kind of imagery, you know, in the cold countries you'd wear bear skins. Um, but I feel like, actually, rather... I would have just given him a hat. Given him a little hat. But I think rather <laughs> than saying that, what they could have done is spoken more about the mythology the tradition behind this festival so if they'd been talking about the bear symbolizes yada yada like earlier on when these boys were trying to find out about the festival for their anthropology degree yeah, that would yeah. have made more sense but yeah i they did, I, for me that was fine but i yeah it would have been maybe it would have been good to have had a bit more on that earlier on yeah actually i would have welcomed exposition about the yeah about the mythology what yeah. I didn't need was this almost like accountant's itemised list yeah. of all the deaths we'd seen. Yeah. And, you know, like, so, yeah, as you can see, we've sacrificed nine people. Well, that was the plan. We've done it. Yep. That's what the film was about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the stuff, so... <laughs> An- another extraneous detail, which I didn't think they needed. What, what was the deal with the inbred oracle? There yeah. was a sort of inbred imbecile who... Again, I thought they were going to explain a bit about that, or that inbred oracle was going to be a key part. Yeah. But they weren't in the end at yeah. all. Yeah, yeah, it was. It just felt like... This... There's a few, just a few bits that didn't quite sit 
didn't quite. They could have done better with. It could have been. Yeah, that's all it is. It could have been streamlined. There was a couple of things in there they could have either done more with Hmm. or taken out. Or taken out. Yeah. Um, The inbred oracle, like that, was a really interesting concept, but it just didn't add anything to the film. It wasn't explored or played with. Yeah. Um, He didn't really really didn't do anything. Yeah. 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 And yeah, that that bit. Rather than having him. Like we were saying, they could have explained a bit about the festival and the tradition behind it. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, they weren't going to tell them too much because they were going to kill them, but they could have talked a little bit more about, you know, why they did certain things and kind of, so you were intrigued as to, yeah, what was happening. Um, yeah, yeah. But saying that, all in all, it I thought it was a really different, quite unique film that, I hadn't really seen anything like that in a long time. The closest thing I could sort of say was something like The Wicker Man. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, or, or films that have, you know, I've not seen anything like that in recent years. The imagery in it was beautiful. Like, yeah, yeah. Absolutely stunning. Um, some of the, like, you know, the the kind of the imagery, the symmetry, the beauty Yeah, stuff like aerial shots, just yes. bringing shapes out. Yeah. And, like, um striking shapes yes. of things being centred in the view. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Someone's really got nice. a really good eye. Yeah. Whoever yeah. Did, did that side of it. Yeah. You know, very good. And like, you know, when they would have the big tables lined up for their feasts and all the flowers from the May Queen. I actually loved it when she was sat in that big dress of flowers, the lead character, Danny, and she's almost just like two eyes out of this big dress of flowers. Yeah. She's so yeah. covered in flowers. And it was... Yeah, yeah, beautifully. We, we've done. done what we normally do, which is start with stuff that annoyed us. Yeah. But that stuff that annoyed me is all in that half star that I haven't given it. Same. Everything yeah. else I loved. And I actually Visuals. quite like sometimes doing that because I feel like sometimes you end on, but I didn't like that. And it makes it feel like you didn't like the film. Yeah, but yeah. But we did. We thoroughly enjoyed it. So it's like, we'll get that out of the way. And now... We should formalise that as a section to replace the spoiler-free yes. review that we retired. Yeah. We could just completely <laughs> let rip and like lay into it and then talk then about, talk get about that out what we like. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love Florence Pugh's performance. She just seems yeah, so. Did, she did do it very natural. Yeah, yeah. And she just seems so vulnerable and sad. Yeah. And kind of like um, in the not negative sense, but pathetic. She, but in, she was, in the pathos sense. Because of what she'd gone through. And she was desperately clinging on to this boyfriend who yeah, didn't yeah, give yeah. a shit about her because she'd had this awful traumatic experience. Um, and obviously that's why she went there. And I think, like you said, and after I reconsidered, I agree. I think that um, why she, she, she suddenly at the end had this family again. And she was so grateful for that because... He had betrayed her. He was gone. She had no one. And then she had this family. But the, 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 uh, yeah, her performance was great. Very natural. She's not American. So she did very well doing, yeah, yeah. doing the accent as well, yeah. keeping that natural. Um, and yeah, that not being over the top with crying and being sad, but just looking, uh, like a rabbit in the headlights a lot of the time. It was a very subtle performance. Little things mm. like, when she found out her boyfriend was planning to go to Sweden and he hadn't told her and she brings that when they get home and he throws a strop uh, and she's like, just be trying to be really reasonable, like being a bit more reasonable than this should have been. Yeah. Like someone who's desperate not yes. to not make to someone. someone. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. 
and the just the faces she pulled as well when she was unhappy. Yeah. It was a, a really subtle, natural, believable performance, I thought. Talking of the betrayal, which you mentioned a moment ago, should we talk about the betrayal? Yeah, because that was quite a, a, oh dear lord scene. Like, wow. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I mean, there's a, actually, with this film, I think there, but now we've just talked about imagery and stuff, but there was a quite, there were quite a few scenes like that which stayed with you. They were very dramatic um, and quite shocked. Shocking sounds a bit like, oh, oh gosh, you know, really shocked. But, you know, like, you did go, oh, it did kind of make you sort of sit back a bit, didn't it? Mm. Um, yeah, let's talk about it. So the scene we're talking about is when um, Christian, Danny's boyfriend, basically, it's weird, isn't it? Because he knows it's happening, and he's, but he's quite reluctant. But he also sort of wants to do it. He sort of gets seduced into having sex with one of the village girls. He's off his tits on drugs. Yeah. (laughs) Even when he takes that, you can tell he's a bit, he doesn't necessarily want to, but he also sort of does. He's intrigued, but he's not sure. Um, So yeah, gets absolutely off his tits, as you say, and then gets on her tits. (laughs) 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 Which, uh, yeah. Hannah Middle Lane Fox. <laughs> Where did that come from? Well, you know. <laughs> it's, it's quite an explicit scene, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And it's... So... He, he gets sort of lured gets, to the sex shed. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Lured to the sex shed. In these... And it's all very weird because he has sex with this girl surrounded by all these naked women who help and they literally do, because at one point, the old woman is pushing his butt cheeks as yeah, he's thrusting, yeah. which, is <laughs> <laughs> which I was always like, oh, lovely. <laughs> You're giving him a bit of a boost. A bit of a boost, yeah, home. helping him out. So one, one, one thing I thought was great, even though it was a bit in your face, was when he walks into the sex shed, and there's a brilliant shot, one of those symmetrical shots yeah. we're talking about where his um, bride-to-be, <laughs> I don't know what to call her, is lying there naked with her legs closed. Yeah. And in a sort of crescent shape around her are naked women of various ages sort of singing this weird choral sound. Mm. That I thought was very effective. I actually think that whole scene went on a bit too long and became comical. Yeah. Whereas to begin with, it was extremely eerie. Uncomfortable as well. Yeah, yeah. At the beginning, it was really uncomfortable. Um, And you sort of... And I think, to me, the nadir of that descent was the old naked woman. (laughs) Like, quickly, like, dancing around the back and putting her hand, you know, go on, my son. Yeah. She was a bit... She was a bit much, wasn't she? Yeah, she yeah. stood at the back and minded her business. You know? Yeah, yeah. But it was... Um, I also thought it was uncomfortable at the start because I did feel he was quite reluctant and I thought, kept thinking to myself, if this had been... If he was a woman and that was a guy, I'd find that scene really rapey and quite like, oh, this isn't great. And just because he's a man doesn't really mean that 
you know, I should think about any differently. And I did find that. I did think there was essence of he didn't really necessarily, or if he'd had, if he wanted to have sex with her, not in that scenario. Mm. Like he might have wanted to be in a private bedroom with her, but not in the sex shed with all the women. And then they kept kind of demanding that he finish. And he obviously couldn't, he was finding it hard because, well, I mean, who would be comfortable in that situation? Yeah, I. Um, I, I thought they should have ended that scene a lot earlier and mm. left more implied. Yeah. Because, like, Ari Aster, we discussed this on the night. I've seen two of his films now. Well, we both have. We've seen Hereditary and Midsommar. Mm. And both of them have sort of middle-aged naked people spectating things, <laughs> don't <laughs> yeah, they? Yeah, they do. Like, the end of, the end of Hereditary. Yeah. And, well, the end of that Midsommar. Was a, that was, again, a naked sex barn, really. Yeah, Just, yeah. you know, not, yeah, not yeah, quite so yeah. sexy, but yeah. So two of the sacrifices are old people, apparently, in this commune. It's a little bit Logan's run mm. when you get to a certain age. Well, it was only 70-something, wasn't it? Yeah. When you get to a certain age, you jump off a cliff. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. That was done very effectively. Yes. Again, striking. Yep. Because the the build up and the cinematography was great. Very dramatic. Some of those aerial shots, and it's an old. I presume they were a couple. They might have been I unrelated. Think, yeah. The woman jumps off and really oh. screws up her face when she lands on the her ground. face. I think pretty much yeah, off yeah. this big cliff. Which we soon learn is the way to do it, because that will have been quick for her. Yeah. The guy, for some reason, like, you know, like when you go up a diving board and you're too scared to dive, so you just sort of step off it and go down feet first. So he does that, and obviously he just breaks his legs, but he's still alive. And he's an incredible amount of pain. Yeah, Yeah. so they finish him off with... um, a massive mallet. The big mallet, yeah. yeah, About three of them have a go with the mallet. And again, lots of pulp face and head and yeah, yeah. but it was the, the kind of the suspense with that bit because they're all just watching the whole of the the the, com, uh, the commune and looking up at this cliff at these people and you're waiting you're waiting you're waiting and then this woman just launches herself off so again you know quite uncomfortable and you sort of feel like you're there how um how long before they stepped off did you realise that they that the villagers had gone to watch them jumping off the cliff? Because like you say, there was a um, long build-up. I think I thought it was going that way. Yeah, yeah. But I wasn't 100% sure. The, the whole thing is a set piece in a folk horror film. was mm. very effective, I thought. It um, reminded me as well of um, if you were watching something like one of those old films which depicts the crucifixion or something. There seemed to be something quite old about it they're all in these white robes something almost quite mm. religious i mean i know it was a you know religious festival presumably but yeah that was quite yeah interesting and something quite religious and sort of biblical almost about yeah, that. yeah 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 i know what you mean i know what you mean and you could tell something bad was gonna happen yeah there's some kind of impending doom so Adam, who was one of the people we saw it with, he seemed to really love the psychedelic scenes that sort of evoked the experience of taking, well, psychotropic drugs. Yeah. Where everything seems to be squirming a bit. 
you know, they yeah, said the trees like a are breathing. shaking and yeah, yeah, like the tree sort of came to look like it sort of come to life a bit, didn't it? Yeah, and I did think that was effective as well. Um, I'd sort of heard there was some psychedelic stuff in the film, and I just wondered, oh, is it going to be swirling colours and echoey voices and mm. stuff? But what they did was um, a lot more interesting, I thought, and yeah. Uh, that was good. That was the it strength of the film. It wasn't over the top. Like, very yeah, often when yeah. you sort of... There like a of, cooler shaker yeah, like, music woo, video. Yeah, yeah. colours and like a <laughs> pink hippo dancing. Have you of. seen my tambourine? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was uh, well done. Yeah, I, 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 I didn't know what he meant because you do what... That, very often if someone sort of seemed to be hallucinating in these films, it's always very over the top, isn't it? So, yeah, I thought that was done well. And to the point where she's just, like, really freaked out as well. But not mm. nothing is major is happening. It's just odd little bits, but she can't take anymore and she runs yeah. and hides in the Stuff toilet. like the grass growing through her feet. Yes. Yeah, that was a good <clears> um, <throat> little effect, actually. So, yeah, there, it, there are some really nice little touches in the film. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the setup was all very good as well. This, you know, how they'd done the kind of big field, like I say, with big tables and flowers and that barn where they all slept. It, it was all quite Ooh, nicely yeah. set up. And actually, something that I think worked very well is sometimes characters would be talking and just something weird would be happening in the background. Yeah. Like a bunch of people walking weirdly in unison. Yes. Or doing some ritual movements. Hmm. And I thought that was very effective. It's sort of uh, creating a bit of a sense of the uncanny. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Like there were, there were rituals upon rituals. They weren't just, you know, sitting down to have the big meal. Like people just seemed to have their private things going on where they'd be stood doing some weird little dance with each other in the background or something. Hmm. Or yeah. Moving in a weird way like a little bit rainbow rhythms yes <laughs> that's so rainbow rhythms <laughs> yeah totally um but yeah i think and there was weird like little tapestries around and actually did they ever explain that there was like the tapestry where the woman was like dripping her menstrual blood yeah, yeah. So while, while some characters are having a conversation, the camera's panning, mm. and it pans past a tapestry that's sort of almost done like a medieval comic yeah. strip, where it shows a woman um, trimming her pubes and putting some pubes in a pie, oh, and then yeah. collecting menstrual blood and putting that in a pie. And then the last one shows her and a man with like a love heart around them or something. Oh, and it's, it's implied yes. that this is the recipe for how to make a magical spell that'll make somebody fall in love with you. Yes. And later on, when they're eating the pie, um, Christian finds pube in his pie. Well, of he finds a hair. He does. In his I forgot pie. about that. Yeah. 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 And um, that is the woman who he ends up having sex with in the sex bar. Yes. So not only has he been drugged, he's had a, he's had a sex spell put on him. And pew pie. Pew pie, yeah. <laughs> the, Not the best. You wouldn't, no. uh, you know, give a good rating on TripAdvisor there, would you? No. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. But actually, something that made me chuckle was we, we noticed that tapestry. Yeah. But if, if we'd just been distracted, if we'd been, like, sharing minstrels at that oh. minute or passing each other wine guns, 
and we hadn't seen the tapestry. And there's a scene later where somebody says to Christian, ah, oh, she's, she's got her eyes set on you. And there's oh. sort of like a pause while he digests this information. Not the pews. <laughs> <laughs> but then he just says, I think her pube was in my pie. Yes, it does. And if you hadn't seen the tapestry, be that'd like, be like, what? Where did that come from? That's a heck of a leap of logic. <laughs> but um, actually, that is a bit funny because we don't see the tapestry. I, I don't think. Now, my memory might be a bit oh. hazy. We don't see the tapestry because the gang, including Christian, stops to look at it. No. It's literally just, in the foreground. It's in the foreground, right? yeah. For we a just see it. Shot. Yeah. Yeah, so may- maybe he's just um, just intuition. Mm. <laughs> and one thing we haven't really touched on is the murders of the friends, which I think was interesting because um, they weren't massive, massive scenes. They were sort of, they seemed to be picked off one by one, but from everyone else's point of view, they just disappeared. Yeah, yeah. And they were sort of being told, uh, people were being told that they'd gone home. Yeah. And of course, there's that other couple who came along with one of the other, who were recruited by one of the other villagers. And they're just told they, they got the train. And everyone's just sort of like, well, that's weird because the one guy goes before his girlfriend. Yeah. But yeah. they weren't massive death scenes. No. At all. It was just then you, people were coming across the bodies later. And again, like the bear... And in some cases, a lot later. So that was quite good at building on ease. Because yes. like people are vanishing, that's just another uncanny thing that's happening here. And you weren't 100% that they were dead, even. Because I remember, actually, with Pew Pie, I thought that might have been that one guy's hair. Because he had really curly hair. Oh, yeah. To what start the, with. Yeah, yeah, and I thought maybe he was he was the first one to be killed. Actually, yeah, I thought they put him in the pie. Maybe they put him in the pie. So there was another couple who weren't, a couple from the UK. Yeah. Who weren't part of the core gang, who flipped out towards the beginning of the film when everyone gathered to watch the old couple jumping off the cliff. Yeah. And then after they flipped out, the, the woman of the couple was looking around for her husband and they told her, oh, yeah, he's gone to the station. And she's um, like, what? Yeah, you wouldn't the, leave without me? Yeah, the car will come back and take you to the station as well. So we sort of knew he died. Yeah. And we thought maybe he was in the pie because the pie was quite soon after that. But so you're ma- never maybe sure. the pie was just beef. I don't know. <laughs> I, <mean. laughs> I think it was. Plus pubes. Plus pubes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. But again, that sort of... Um, I'm probably going to really offend some Swedish people here, but I keep saying the Nordic mythology, but it's all that sort of area, you know, kind of Vikings, Norse, all that kind of, you know. The, the cold bit of Europe. The cold bit of Europe. Yeah, You know, yeah. you've got the bear, the, the, when we saw the bear skin, that very much made me think of that. And the blood eagle that one of the guys has made into, which that, you were very happy with. That alone <laughs> should have docked half a star <laughs> So when they find... When when they find one of the victims, he, basically he's in quite a gory state. His lungs have been pulled out through his back and his lungs are just inflating and deflating, like the implication being he's still alive in that state. Oh, I didn't think it was that. I thought they were just... The wind was just making them inflate. Oh, okay, I don't think you expect fine. him to be alive, Christ. I, mean, I think you'd just die because of lack of blood, if nothing else, wouldn't you? I didn't understand why his lungs were breathing. I think it's the wind. 
So, okay, I suppose that makes sense. The reason why it annoyed me was because your lungs can't just inflate themselves. What happens is your diaphragm goes down, so your diaphragm draws mm. the air in. I, I just interpreted it that, that it was the wind blowing through, um, but I could be wrong. Oh, uh, maybe. But again, I thought that sort of thing just made me think of that sort of, yeah, like Norse mythology. So I think um, there's a question mark over whether the blood angel as described you know the idea that blood angel that's it what did i say blood eagle oh no it is a blood eagle Eagle? have i been calling it a blood angel a blood angel's a type of space marine from Warhammer. (laughs) yeah no it is a blood eagle eagle. it is a blood eagle um, because the the lungs are meant to represent the um wings of the the eagle yeah so i think that has been very elaborate uh very embroidered in later years Uh, i think there is some reference to the victims having an eagle marked on their back but I think uh, I think somebody invented the idea of pulling the lungs out. Google it. Let's find out. Bloody yeah! It, a ritual method of execution detailed in late Scaldic poetry. Uh, there is continuing debate about whether the rite was a literary invention, a mistranslation of the original text, or an authentic historic practice. Mm. I think they're a bit unsure. But it, oh, actually, so it it comes from Sweden. Actually, that oh really? Yeah. So interesting. So I wonder if maybe the, there was a bit more there about the bear and the being in the bear fur as well. It just made me think of, you know, like when we were at school, kind of the history lessons we used to do and people would be in the bear skins and things. But there yeah. might be a bit more to that. I reckon you could do a great folk horror comedy set in an Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> somebody somebody doesn't follow the store layout and ends up in some weird back part of Ikea. <laughs> nice. Where all these blood eagles and... and they have to live on meatballs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Meatballs with pubes in them. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, yeah. Surely there's a gap in the market for that. <laughs> yeah. Crikey. Um, so what was we... my favourite thing about it? Yeah, I think my favourite thing about it was Florence Pugh's performance, and also the visuals. The visuals for yeah, me, the framing yeah. of things to make them beautiful, like the choreography of the village, yeah. things like everyone sitting down in unison, even though no signal has been made, they all just know to sit down in unison and stuff yeah. like that. For me, it was definitely the visuals. Um, I also liked the story. It was a, you know, weird, weird story, mm. different. Um, not a kind of typical horror movie, so I enjoyed that as well. Um, and yeah, it was a strong film. Yeah, yeah. Shall we look at the Tomatometer? We definitely should. So I'm, I'm going for four and a half stars. Are you oh, yeah. settling on four or four and a half? Four and a half. Yeah. And four yeah, and a yeah. half. It was a strong film. Yeah, it was it, very it was good. It only like a few little bits, which I thought, you know, if they tweaked a few things would have made it a five for me, so... Yeah. And what are we going to go with before I look it up? So I reckon with the critics coming off the back of Hereditary, Mm. I reckon expectations would have been very high. I also reckon it would have been a bit cool to say it's shit. Yeah, yeah. So for that reason, even though it was a great film, I think it will be under what I think it deserves. I think it will be like 88%. Okay. I agree with you. 
I think it maybe even lower just because again I think it would be cool to say it was shit um, I only have 79 because I think it'll still get a lot of critical acclaim um, okay let's look Midsummer. Okay, the Tomatometer says eighty-three percent. Ah. Okay. What did you guess in the end? Seventy-nine. Seventy-nine. We should be fair. I think we were both. So you you were four away, and I was. Did you say eighty-three? It's eighty-three. And I was five away. So you won. Oh, only just then. I think we were pretty even there. And the audience score. Was sixty three percent. Oh, that's a bit odd. Again, some people don't like that sort of film, though. I, it doesn't surprise me massively because I just know some people going to see a horror film, it won't be their thing. Not for any fault of the film, just because They'll some just people don't want like that more sort of scary film. things happening more it, often. Exactly. Well, not every film can be a conjuring three. It can't. It really can't. Right. <laughs> Should we should we have some let's uh, have a look at some uh, some reviews because we reviews, forgot yeah. to do that last time I think did we <gasps> yeah, yeah yeah okay so well let's have a splodge okay start with it okay so this is from the New York Times splodge wow after a while an unproductive restlessness sets in as you wait for the characters to matter as much as the silky moves and painstaking details. So I definitely think there's silky moves and painstaking details. Like, I agree that those are a strength of the film. Mm. But I think the characters did matter. I think that's what... Yeah. I think that's what elevated it for me is, well, like, say, Florence Pugh. And also, you weren't supposed to really like... No, everyone else is meant to be Because they're not supposed to be great, so... Yeah, yeah. Let's have another one from Alex Bentley at The Culture Map. It's difficult to imagine Midsummer satisfying true horror fans, but if you're interested in witnessing some ultra-strange cult rituals, it more than fits that bill. So I think slightly unfair, but I also think that was what I was trying to get at. Some horror f- fans just won't like that sort of film. I'm not sure I'd call them true horror no, fans. No. Um, I mean... Again, it depends what you like. Like, we always have this conversation, because I really like slashers, and yeah. you're not so much of a fan. No, and I like, like spooky stuff. Yeah. So I think it... Just sometimes it's just your preference, isn't it? Yeah. But you know, there's not a lot of splodges. Uh, someone says, "Well, Chan- Doug Walker from Channel Awesome says if this was maybe 40 minutes shorter, it might have worked. As is, everything you think is going to happen happens, and it's not worth the wait." Mm. Actually, if you've seen The Wicker Man, the actual climax is mm. a bit underwhelming. Yeah, I mean, you know it, what? You know what's going. I mean, maybe they threw in the bear. Yeah. To try and differentiate it, because essentially they're putting them in a structure and setting it on fire. Yeah. But saying that, you don't know that... And again, I originally said this is something that annoyed me, but actually now I think it's what was quite clever. You don't think Danny is going to become one of the villagers and actually send someone to their death. So in that way, I wasn't expecting that. I thought she was going to run screaming with one of the... like. One of the Swedish boys that she... You know that Swedish boy that she sort of had a bit of a thing with? Yeah, yeah. A bit of chemistry? I thought she might run, you know, flee the village with him. But, no. She liked it. <laughs> she was happy there. <laughs> Eating huge pie. Oh, God. <laughs> My least favourite pie. <laughs> 
I mean, I can't think of a pie I'd like to eat less. That's not a great conversation. Okay. Yeah, I know. I was going to say, then, we can, then I'm yeah, going yeah, to be like, yeah, let's not get into that. <laughs> that, that we'll lose what few listeners <laughs> we've got if we just sit here listing specific pies that would be worse than a pew pie. <laughs> so true. Oh, okay, should we look at some positives quickly? Is there not one more splodge? Oh, there is more. Yeah, there is more. Let's just have one more okay, splodge. I love the splodges. Splodge. To be fair, all of the... Actually, to be fair, all of the tomatoes are all things that, you know, you would expect people to say. Brilliant. Cinematic visuals were great. <laughs> okay. So, there's two very short ones from Movie Bitches. Oh, we love, we movie, love movie Bitches. bitches. Avril Halley says, I didn't enjoy watching it, but it had its validity. <laughs> Validity. <laughs> and Andrew Goldall says, a little too serious, not campy enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd love to read his review of Shinva's List. <laughs> you know, not all films have to be campy. He wanted a musical number at the end, didn't he? Yeah, it? yeah. Oh, I love that. So, yeah. I feel like we should end on that one because yeah, that's let's, just great. And the tomatoes are pretty predictable, are they? Yeah. Um, so, like, I'll read one as an example because they're all quite like this. Gillem Martinez Oya from Cinematismo says, A filmic visit to how the external, the strange things to us, are more similar than we think. A beautifully terrific movie. That wasn't actually... Didn't, didn't what know what that bit <laughs> <about the> externals <laughs> I think I didn't... Actually, I should have probably read that through properly before I said they were all like... <laughs> 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 yeah, I mean... Okay. Uh, Laura D. Girolamo. Why, are they, why is no one like Pat Smith? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so Laura from Exclaim says, As symbolically rich as a Jodorowsky hippie acid trip with the pagan matriarchal horror of the Wicker Man, Midsummer feels like a nightmare that started off as a dream. I don't know what Jodorowsky is. Jodorowsky? Jodorowsky. Is that another film? Well, presumably that's a director that's done something similar. Alejandro... Jodorowsky, I don't know what accent that was, is a Chilean-French filmmaker. You went very Lady Gaga there. I didn't know. Alejandro, Alejandro. Oh, he did his own version of June, weirdly. I thought you mentioned June earlier. And, yeah, it looks like he's done some quite out-there films. His work is violently surreal, hybrid blend of mysticism and religious provocation. Okay. So there we go. Don't think it's for me. Probably not. No. One of our more formless reviews this week. Yeah. I think purely because we saw it two weeks ago. I think that was the thing. It was very difficult to keep something structured in my head. I mean, it always is, but more difficult. Yeah, yeah. One thing we haven't thought about, though. What's next? What is next? I feel like... Hang on, our last two have been new. 
Maybe we need to take it back to the old school. Do a classic. Yeah. yeah. We've talked about ones we'd like to do. We haven't done a Hammer Horror yet, to be fair. I think we should do a Hammer Let's Horror. Let's do a Hammer, time. yeah. Are there any on Britbox that you've not I seen I was just yet? thinking that, yeah, because that would be easy to, easy to obtain. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're both on Britbox. We are, we? yeah. So, Hammer House of Horror. So is Hammer House of Horror not the TV series? So, what, I, you know, I always get mixed up. One of them's the TV series and one of them's the... It's like Hammer Horror is the one thing and Hammer House of Horror is... I think House of Horror was the anthology yes. show they did. House of Horror, you're right. Hammer House of Horror is the TV show. And Hammer Horror is just the films. Yeah. Has there ever been a better name for a production company that suits... No, I know. I, not that I can think of. Because it's got the alliteration, Hammer Horror. Yeah. It's got... Um, hammer is just such a, a violent-sounding word anyway. Yeah, and it... Sounds just, really in your face. And you just think about someone being bludgeoned to death with a hammer, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. How about... I'm just checking this one is... Because you know sometimes you look at them and you're like, that could just be an old-looking film. But it looks, it does look very hammer horror. Well, anyway, there's one on here called The Plague of Zombies, which looks quite fun. Maybe we should try Let's that. watch The Plague of Zombies. Plague of Zombies. Let's do it. Brilliant. Well. I think that's us done. I think that is us done. Thanks for bearing with us, guys. And, um, yeah, we will see you next time for The Plague of Zombies. Yeah. I'll have to edit that out. <laughs> Because we have our bits at the end, don't we? We always <laughs> use the same bit at the end. Yeah. I can't have you saying goodbye twice. <laughs> I'm just going off peace. That, that was your finest moment as a podcaster because oh, you just tossed that off. I did, didn't I? It was your first yeah. attack, you know. Don't, don't get scared now. Don't get scared now. Yeah, yeah. Every episode yeah. I always edit that in at the end. I know, I did, I did like that, actually. I, yeah, I like that. Yeah, yeah. But hey. <laughs> Wasted. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thanks for joining us, everyone. Tune in next time for more Midweek Horror. Don't get scared now.